Hi ladies and welcome to the Amazing Bible Book Club. I am Julie Callio, your host, and thanks so much for taking time out of your busy, busy schedules to tune in with me today. If by chance you want to contact me, you can do that at theab.bc.pc at gmail.com. Today we are looking at Hebrews chapter 5. Thus far the writer has made it clear that Jesus is better than the Old Testament prophets, better than the angels, better than Moses, and better than Joshua. Because even though Joshua entered the promised land, the people were not faithful, so they did not receive God's rest. But Jesus can give the Sabbath rest to those who believe in him. Chapter 4 ended with, Therefore, since we have a great high priest who has passed through the heavens, Jesus, the Son of God, let us hold fast our confession. For we do not have a high priest who cannot sympathize with our weaknesses, but one who has been tempted in all things as we are yet without sin. Therefore, let us draw near with confidence to the throne of grace so that we may receive mercy and find grace to help in time of need. Here the writer shows us that Jesus is our mediator. Jesus is his earthly human name, and yet he is also the son of God, his heavenly position. He came from heaven, fulfilled his task, and then ascended into heaven, which makes him perfect to be the mediator between humanity and God. Then the writer called Jesus a high priest. No, wait, he doesn't say that. He says Jesus is a great high priest. And because of what he has done and who he is, we now have access to the throne of grace, to receive mercy and grace when we need it. Now chapter 5 explains that Jesus is better than just a regular high priest. Verses 1 through 4 of chapter 5 explain that a human high priest is first from among men. Secondly, he's appointed from men for the purpose of serving God. And then his job was to offer both gifts and sacrifices for the people's sin. As we learn from the Old Testament, the offerings were the burnt offering, sin offering, guilt offering, and the thank offering. Then, as we discussed yesterday, it was only the high priest that could enter the Holy of Holies once a year to offer the great sacrifice for the sins of the people. He was to deal gently with people because he also dealt with his own weaknesses. And when he offered sacrifices, he had to offer some for his own sinfulness too. God called Aaron as the first high priest. Aaron was the brother of Moses. It was Aaron and his sons that God chose to be priest. And then God also included the men of the tribe of Levi, which is Moses and Aaron's tribe, to also help with serving the Lord. This is found in the book of Numbers, chapter 18, verses 1 and 2. If you read the Old Testament with me this year, then you may remember that there were times that people tried to take that position of honor upon themselves, and it did not turn out well, like with Korah in the book of Numbers chapter 16, or King Saul in 1 Samuel chapter 13, or King Uzziah in 2 Chronicles chapter 26 verse 16. 
verses 5 and 6 of Hebrews, the writer explained that Jesus did not come seeking this position, but it was God the Father that called him to this position, like God did with Aaron. We see in the Old Testament verses that the writer quoted Psalm 2, verse 7, You are my son, today I have begotten you. The writer of Hebrews also used this verse in chapter 1, verse 5. The other is Psalm 110, verse 4. The Lord has sworn and will not change his mind. You are a priest forever, according to the order of Melchizedek. Both of these psalms are kingly psalms, and we see that Jesus is both king and priest. Verses 7 through 10 read, In the days of his flesh, he offered up both prayers and supplications with loud crying and tears to the one able to save him from death. And he was heard because of his piety. Although he was a son, he learned obedience from the things which he suffered. And having been made perfect, he became to all those who obey him the source of eternal salvation, being designated by God as a high priest according to the order of Melchizedek. Leon Morris pointed out, Forever is another contrast. Other priests have their day and pass away. Not Christ. His priesthood abides. He has no successor. He is a priest of the same kind as Melchizedek. Most translations render this of the order of Melchizedek, but this is incorrect. There was no succession of priests from Melchizedek and thus no order, quote unquote. Jesus, however, was a priest of this kind, not like Aaron and his successors. Now, ladies, we will be looking into more detail of Melchizedek next week. So in this section, we see Jesus in his humanity. He prayed and asked with loud cries and tears. Many theologians immediately jumped to his time in the Garden of Gethsemane before his crucifixion. But I wonder... And, by the way, keep in mind that the Gospels do not record these loud cries and tears, but we do know that he sweat drops of blood. But I often wonder, as the Holy Spirit revealed to Jesus, as he grew in wisdom and stature and in favor with God and man, which is found in Luke chapter 2, verse 52, how many times did he cry out to God the Father? We know many times he went away by himself and prayed. And I often think about his process of understanding his calling by God the Father. I also really like how this passage said that he cried out to the one who was able to save him from death. But the answer was no, even though Jesus was faithful and Jesus submitted to the Father. He learned in many choices throughout his life to walk in obedience from the things that he suffered. Leon Morris said, This startling, though it is, does not mean that Jesus passed from disobedience to obedience. Rather, he learned obedience by actually obeying. Then it said that after he was perfected, then he became the source of eternal salvation to all who obey him. 
Morris again said, he became indicates a change in relationship that follows the perfecting. The suffering that led to the perfecting, it did something. It meant that Jesus became the source of eternal salvation. It is a nice touch that he who learned to obey brought salvation to those who obey. In the Haley Bible Handbook, it was written about comparing Jesus with the high priests. They were of the tribe of Levi. Christ was of the tribe of Judah. They were many. He was one. They offered animal sacrifices. He offered himself. They died. He lives. Jim Townsend said, The author of Hebrews calls Christians those who obey him, Christ. In fact, to believe and to obey are virtually synonymous in Hebrews. Believers are obeyers. Then the rest of chapter 5, the writer spoke of the reader's immature faith. The writer said, we have a great deal to say, but you have become slow to understand or sluggish. He continued and said, they should be able to teach by now but they are only on the basic principles of the faith or the oracles of God. Morris said the elementary truths render an expression that is equivalent to our ABCs. They need milk like a baby because they can't handle solid food, which is found in the word of righteousness. They are inexperienced infants and they can't even distinguish between good and evil because due to their habits, they have not learned to discern the difference. Ladies, this is one of the reasons for this podcast. There are so many people who claim to be Christians and they don't know the Bible. They don't read the Bible. They don't even know the books of the Bible or that the Bible tells one story and we are a part of it. Amy Grant had a song that's called Fat Baby, which described these people in Hebrews. Ladies, we don't want to be like that. We want to be people of faith who know what we believe because the Bible, God's word, tells us who he is, who we are, and what we need to do. We want to have habits of faithfulness and obedience like Jesus did. Jesus himself said in the Gospel of John, chapter 14, verse 15, If you love me, you will keep my commandments. Jesus is the perfect example of how to walk in obedience to the Father, even in the midst of tears and prayers. With his help as our mediator, we can do it too. Let's move on from the ABCs of Christianity and let's dig into some solid food. Woohoo! And with the Holy Spirit's help, we can distinguish between good and evil and then between what is good and what is best. Until next time, ladies, and thank you so much for listening.